Good morning, Sowers for a Great Awakening. It is Saturday, January the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm John David Walt, and this is your wake-up call. And it being Saturday, we have a Holy Spirit story. It's called The Prayer Room at 110 South 3rd Street. Our text, as always on Saturday, is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Today's Holy Spirit story comes from yours truly, a.k.a. me, a.k.a. John David Walt. I wrote the first Holy Spirit story in this ongoing series well over a year ago now. You will remember it as Dirty Kroger. I thought today would be a good day for another one. So, in my own words and in my own voice, if you're listening as you are, here we go. As you may remember, I moved to the tiny town of Gillette, Arkansas, in July of 2023 to pastor the Gillette Methodist Church. I live in a parsonage just across the street from the church. It is simple, clean, spacious, even beautiful. Add to it my own bachelor again signature style, and let's call it mid-century monastic. I'd love to give you a tour sometime. I'll need a week's notice to be ready. As anyone who has done it knows, moving is a process. It happens in phases. The first phase is getting everything in. The second phase is getting everything sorted and placed. As there are always things you don't know what to do with anymore, those tend to collect in a certain place. Regrettably, that place becomes something of a black hole with a gravity all its own. For me, that place became the little room between the kitchen and the laundry room. You're familiar with junk drawers? Well, this quickly and then progressively became the junk room. For many people, this junk room has another name, garage. Unfortunately, or fortunately as the case may be, my mid-century monastic villa has what we call in these parts a carport. That brings us to the dreaded third phase of moving. The first and second phases take us right up to the 90% done level. You know what we call the third phase, right? Declaring bankruptcy, also known as dealing with the junk room. Black hole is an apt metaphor because the smaller the room, the more it manages to collect. And yet it seems to grow with the elasticity of a mother's womb. 
And speaking of mothers, I'm sure mine regretted giving birth to me around the hundredth time she walked through the dreaded junk room after working so hard to get me all moved in. I didn't know what to do. Week after week, I just kept putting stuff in there. The closets were all full with all the other stuff I didn't know what to do with. And I absolutely refused to get a storage unit because that's when you know you really have a problem, right? That last 10% slowly begins to affect the other 90%. Days become weeks and weeks, months, and now it's 2024. I mean, for crying out loud, the Parsonage Committee still waits patiently to announce the open house, and one can't have an open house with a 911 junk room in the middle of it. Isn't life like this? What starts as a junk drawer becomes a junk room. The food restriction turned into a full-blown eating disorder. The occasional private browsing tab on the phone metastasized into a raging porn addiction. The weekend glass of wine turned into an every-night bottle and then a bottomless box in the pantry. The 10% can slowly and then quickly start to burn down the other 90%. And I know I need to get back to Bible and theology, and what does any of this have to do with prayer anyway, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. In phase three, or 300, when darkness has become formless and the junk room gets so full it has become emptiness, remember, the Spirit is still hovering over it all. On New Year's morning, standing once again in the middle of the junk room, I knew exactly what I had to do. I grabbed a candle and the red glass sheath that had been rolling around in one of the boxes for the past 12 years. That's another story for another day. And I set the candle up in the small square window. There, standing in the only square foot of space left on the floor, Hemmed in by all the piled-up junk, I lit the candle, and as the fire touched the wick, the Word of God, as though winged by the Holy Spirit Himself, came across my lips, Let there be light. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Finally, after 25 years of wandering in the wilderness of endless activity and good intentions, I heeded the word of the Lord to me. Create space for prayer.
on the first day of the 24th year in the first century of the second millennium, Anno Domini, when Francis was the Pope of the Holy Roman Catholic Church, Biden the President of the United States of America, and Charles the King of England, fire touched the wick of the candle of the presence. The beacon is lit, illuminating a new antechamber of the kingdom of heaven, the tiny space between the kitchen and the laundry room of the Methodist parsonage at 110 South 3rd Street in Gillette, Arkansas. Let there be light. The Prayer of Beginning Again Abba Father, thank you for beginnings that never quite began because you are the God of new beginnings. You are the author of the new thing that even now springs up. Help me, help us to perceive it. You are making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Come, Holy Spirit, and create space for prayer in my heart of hearts. Flood my inmost being with the rising tide of your light, that my life might become a candle of your presence, a holy place of sanctuary. Make me a righteous person whose prayers are powerful and effective for the good of the world and the glory of God. Indeed, let there be light. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, how is the Spirit stirring in your soul today? How might Jesus be translating the intentions of your heart into simple action? Are you sensing the invitation to begin or to begin again? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing our Saturday song. I got my dad here with me, and I'm going to call my mom over to come and sing with us. We're going to sing Sanctuary. Both mom and dad are choir singers, although they've both said they've retired from the choir. But you can't retire from singing. <laughs> okay, so we'll sing it through twice. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, bright and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. For you, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, 
thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. All right. Thanks, Mom and Dad. It's Saturday. You know, just a couple of comments here. That room, you know, here's the here's the interesting thing about it is I didn't really know what to do with that room, which is why it just remained a junk room. And it just began to grow as that. You know, it reminds me of that text, and I guess it's Proverbs, where there is no vision, the people perish. (laughs) You get a junk room. And... I just could not, it was, it was just this in-between room. It was neither this nor that. Also, I started thinking one day, I thought, you know what? That could be my prayer room that I've never had before. But then the thought of going in there and sorting all that stuff out and trying to find places to put it or get rid of it or whatever, you know how that goes. It just wears you out even thinking about it, and it's just so easy to not do it, and another day passes and another week passes. And and I, I just was standing in there on New Year's Day in the morning, and I thought, you know... Another day that I don't want to do all this and sort all this stuff. And then it just hit me. I saw that red candle globe. I'll tell you about another time. And then I had a candle. And I thought, this is how you start a prayer room. You don't sort it all out. You know, in the midst of the dark, formless, empty deeps, God's Spirit was hovering and God did not begin by sorting out all of the stuff, all the darkness, all the emptiness, all the formlessness. He said, he started with a word, let there be light. And it's fascinating how the text then moves. He separated the light from the darkness. And then when you go through that creation story, all kinds of order begins to emerge at the behest of the Word of God. The Word creates the world. We don't create the world and then bless it with the Word. No, we speak the Word into the world, the darkness, the, the, the emptiness, the formlessness, the deeps. The Word does the work. And when I lit that candle and said, I literally did out loud, let there be light. All of a sudden, I mean, I had to do the work, but it just became like easy. And I knew exactly what to do with the stuff and it all found its place. And, um, that prayer room is now a place of beautiful simplicity. There's not there's not much in it at all. There's stories in all of it that's there, and it's still taking shape. But that's the other thing. And as the space got created, the creation of it began to flourish. I um uh, 
I, there is a gravity that that room has, not like the gravity of a junk room, but like the gravity of of God's kingdom. I'm drawn to that place all the time. And I don't do anything in there. I don't take my computer in there. I don't look at my phone and scroll on the internet in there. I don't, I pray, I sit, I I, I look at that candle a lot of the time, which sits in the window, and it causes me to look out into the, really up into the sky. It's a high little square window. You can't see out into the neighborhood. I got a Bible and my journal, and I just, a lot of times I just sit and wait. I, I read Scripture out loud. I recite what Scripture I can remember. I listen. um I pray for 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 people. I pray for you. Uh, pray for my children. You're not my children. <laughs> I pray for my children, and I pray for you. But anyway, all that's just a great Holy Spirit story, and I'm so glad I got to tell it today. And it fell right in the midst of this prayer series, and and the way this has unfolded has also been surprising to me. And I hope a blessing to you. Well, that's a good place to leave it today. It's Saturday. You got another list of things, another to-do list you'll pick up today, unlike the work week probably. So we will um, we'll send you out into Saturday and just go as that sanctuary, as that, you know, as you sit in sanctuary space, the Spirit has a way of turning that into you turning you into that kind of space, a dwelling place of God's Spirit, where then you move about in the world as His witness. I just was moved in that prayer today to say something like, like, let my life become a candle of your presence, a holy place of sanctuary. In that room, that, that's the antechamber of the kingdom of God. That I feel like when I walk into that room, I'm stepping into the room Jesus has prepared for me in heaven. The prayer room of heaven becomes the prayer room on earth and vice versa. Anyway, um, t- if you've got any stories of your prayer rooms, I'd love to hear it. Last week we heard the beautiful story of the prayer room in Fredericks, Maryland, and, and that's a community prayer room. This is a personal one. I'll close. We'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.